Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where Brandy meets bludgeoning, Mimosa meets misdemeanour and Port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. I haven't read it and I've certainly wanked to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's way famous. (laughs) In a way, you're all right. Um, <laughs> that is somebody's good time. Rage. It might be mine. <laughs> now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. We are in a studio with the doors open, so it's a little bit al fresco, and you may have a little bit of ambience. We will stop if an ambulance comes by. But... <laughs> We just did a recording in a sweat box and we all want to live through the next podcast. (laughs) 
And it's a heat wave, so I love the fact that we're calling it a studio. It's my flat, so if you hear, I mean, if you hear, you're gonna hear a lot of things. You're gonna hear some shouting, some friendly chatter, perhaps, um, and probably a lot, quite a lot of motorbikes and cars. Yes. They'll get a taste of London. I think it's a special app. Yeah. Special app. Lucky you, oh listener. Now, it gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest for this episode. It is the fantastic actor, writer, podcaster. Give it up for Lisa Greenway. Thank you for having me. On such a wonderful sweaty day as well. (laughs) Feels amazing. (laughs) And you know what helps with sweat? Booze. Yeah. I've got a little Serrano today. Yes. That's like almondy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. I'm not a big drinker. Okay. So I do tend to go for the sweet, you know, the Malibu. Yeah. The stuff that gets you drunk quick. Yeah. You know, the yes. cheap stuff. Love it. It's <laughs> like, I'm not a big drinker, so I drink what gets me drunk quick. <laughs> That's yeah. the British Maybe I'm just not drinking. <laughs> Maybe I'm just cheap. That's probably, <laughs> yeah, probably more about. Sounds like you're efficient. Yeah. I think that's a lovely quality. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Some delicious sweetness. <laughs> Lisa, we have one question on this podcast. Yeah. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? Do you know what? I thought about this. I thought about it long and hard because I did grow up in quite a few rough areas. Okay. But I have been very lucky. Ooh. I think it's because I've walked around with a bit of a screw face. So <laughs> something that you learn when you grow up in a rough area yeah. is that even if you're five foot nothing... <laughs> and you wear fake tan and you've got eyelashes on, you master the screw face, which is you screw your face up yeah. and you look like you're a very angry person yeah, or nice. slightly, you know, mad and then no one will come yeah, and approach you. Don't mess with me. Yeah. You don't look naive. You're like, you've seen things. <laughs> you look like you had a hard life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's the face that I normally put on. Yeah. And touch wood, I was absolutely fine. But I did have something happen to me that I do think someone should have got arrested for, if you want to hear that. Oh, yes, yes. please. Yeah. So, (laughs) I am an actor. But as you know, with an actor, you have other jobs. (laughs) Unless you're Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know if he ever had a side job. I doubt it. Yeah. He might I think his side job is young women. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he gets paid for that. Yeah. (laughs) But I had to temp in central London, uh-huh. right? And it was corporate finance. In wow. other words, it was hell. Uh-huh. It was very, very rich people, Ooh. suits, suits and booted. Yeah. As you can see, I probably didn't fit in very well there. <laughs> but I decided to turn up. I took my packed lunch with me, yeah. put it in the fridge, and it got to lunchtime. No. I opened my packed lunch, Ooh. and someone had taken a single bite <gasps> out of what? my ham and cheese sandwich. No. Yeah. What the hell? Like, that's 20 years to life, right? Yeah. (laughs) Surely. I'm horrified. Yeah. I went pure detective as well. Like, I was looking at the teeth marks (laughs) in the sandwich. And I was thinking, who is the person? Who's got these big teeth? Who is this person that's eating my sandwich? I didn't ever crack the case. I'm going to be honest. Oh, my (laughs) god. I felt like it was a personal attack. Yeah. Yeah, like... Why take one bite? That is Who such a yeah. I must have a really bad sandwich. It must have been a bad sandwich. No, I think it's that's a bad like, man. How weird. That's yeah. just a bad it's person. 100% a man. That's so- <laughs> yeah, it's 100%. I mean, we all, you know, when we profiled this, we immediately was a man. Yeah. 
and uh, and I was weird because I always thought men in finance were very honest. So oh. <laughs> this has blown blown that right open, hasn't oh, what it? What am I going to do? Can we trust the sandwich stealer. So we know he's still on the large. If it was a man, oh, if it was a woman, yeah. I feel like we'll if this know. were the eighties, we'd be like, he just likes you. Oh, it was very bizarre, though, isn't it? It is it's really yeah. bizarre. I know. I, I just really keep weird. picturing the moment, and was was somebody just really brazen, or were they like secret? This is my fetish. Yeah. I take bites of people's sandwiches. I kept trying what to make it better. I was like, did he have diabetes? <laughs> did he did he need a quick oh. rush of sugar? Did he need something, yeah. or was he just being a bit of a weirdo? So I, strange. It might not have been a man, by the way. It was hundred percent a man. I stand by that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never met a woman and thought you'd eat you'd eat a woman's pet lunch in the fridge. But most men, I think that. So. Also, I would eat the whole sandwich. I would never just leave. Come on. Like, take if you're going to commit, commit, right? Well, also, the thing is, if you took the whole sandwich, it would just baffle the person. Like, did I didn't? Did I yeah. forget to put my sandwich yeah. in? Yeah, did I make it? This is somebody sending a message, and that's what's so disturbing about it. I was yeah. only there three hours. <laughs> you know I mean, I don't know what I've done to offend anyone that much. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, like, best case scenario, it's some kind of hazing the new guy. <laughs> Worst case scenario, it's like a power play of, like, you can't complain because you're a Tim. Oh, and I like, wrote straight to HR. Did you? Yes. This was not <laughs> Uh, this was not my first temping rodeo. Oh, I've been, nice. I've been, I was temping a few times, and I yeah, yes. straight to HR. Someone's eating my sandwich. Nice. nice. What did, did they like, say? Take a photo. Not a lot. Like... They were just like, "We're very sorry." Um, no one offered wow. me any like money or anything like that wow. for an extra sandwich. Yeah. I got offered some cake on Cake Day, but everyone. Was <laughs> Yeah, that, that's so not, I thought that wasn't great. That's not reparation. Every yeah. time somebody took a bite of cake, you were like, you! <laughs> oh my God, that's how you catch them, though. Exactly, the teeth mark. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, I can just see you on cake day, like... <laughs> Measuring everyone's like bite marks. This is why I had to leave temping. I got too involved in it all. Like, it was just, I, I don't know if you've sleep. ever worked in an office, sleep. but it was oh, yeah. intense. Very, very intense. No, yeah. Ugh. It's I so intense, that. but I, as as the temp, you're like, calm down, everybody. Like, this is bullshit. Like, you just want to tell yeah. everybody, this is all bullshit, guys. It, it depends what kind of temp as you though, are. As though what we do is so much more important <laughs> than law Like, guys, this is bullshit. This is life-saving. Finances don't matter. <laughs> also, have you ever done that? That, like, are you sure? You weren't there the night before, but if you were there, like, with my own fridge, I've definitely, like, opened it the next morning after a drunk night and gone, like, somebody has taken a bite out of the block of cheddar. <laughs> Who the fuck did that? And then I kind of and then you reach taste into my teeth. <laughs> I go, well, man. Did I? But I think like the one, the one she bite. wasn't drunk at work and forgot yeah. that she bit her own sandwich. Yeah, it was a very very weird situation. <laughs> Just know. to be proper detectives, is yeah. there any chance that it resembled another packed lunch and that somebody else had a sandwich? I Some mean, sandwiches may look alike. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean it could have been, but I would have left a note. I'm, I mean, would I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I've eaten your sandwich, love the temp. Yeah. I would have. I would have been gone the next day. So there would have been no, no embarrassment there. But yeah. maybe. It, it just really likely. freaked me out. And I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. And, uh-huh. yeah. you know, my mind goes into over, overdrive. I thought this person was trying to kill me at one point. Absolutely. <laughs> like, oh God, your lunch has been messed First with. First your sandwich next to your head. <laughs> exactly. But that is the thing about crime, is you feel violated, you feel mm. messed with. Like, <laughs> <and> I, Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you've had more people on here with more, you know, bad but, crimes. Look, but I'm not, don't I'm, be so sure. I'm not saying it's not like yeah. the thin end of the wedge 
of that. But the feeling of being messed with yeah. is yeah. the same and it's not nice. Also, that I love the strange. idea that you're like, they're trying to kill you and the way they do that is poison your sandwich and go, well, I took a bite. <laughs> Sorry, man, it's fine. This is true. This is yeah. why I don't watch TikTok kids because it literally makes your mind go crazy. You think that people are trying to mess with your sandwich and like you said, put it up your head. So not the best thing to do. But I've always been a bit like that. Yeah. The first bit of fan mail mm. that I ever got, oh, right? <laughs> this is actually something else. I actually accidentally caught a criminal once. Go on. Yeah, and this is what led to my f- worrying about my first bit of fan mail. Oh, okay. But I was in Romford, mm. lovely old Romford. Oh, yeah. And there was a guy in Topshop. So you can tell this was a long time ago. <laughs> he was nicking stuff off the rails and he was the most, he was the tallest criminal I'd ever seen. Like, oh. you could spot him a mile <laughs> off. Yeah, you'd expect them to be very small and nimble, but you could just see his head <laughs> popping up from the rail. Wow. So you could tell that he was stealing stuff. He must have been like a career criminal. So he bolts for the door. Wow. All the police run in. The police were in Romford. I don't know why they were there, but they were probably on the hunt for him. Wow. And he runs into the next shop. So I then run out with my friends because we got nothing to do. We're bored. Let's watch the drama. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So we, <laughs> we was about 14 at the time. So we run out and then they, they'd lost him. And then I accidentally showed where he was to the police. He popped his head up and I went, oh, there he is. <laughs> and they literally wow. run in. Oh, wow. And I don't know if you've ever seen like the Bart Simpson sideshow Bob thing where he's yes. like criminals trying to kill him. <laughs> I couldn't go back to Romford. <gasps> I, in, wow. I'd made it into this big thing that he You're was going to find out. Yes, yeah, just get stitches. Yeah. You know, he was going to find out who I was. And my first ever bit of fan mail was from Broadstairs, but oh. I got it mixed up with Broadmoor. You know, the prison. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, it's him. He's finally found me. Oh and my he's God. That's so amazing. yeah. Amazing. Staying- <laughs> Broadstairs and Broadmoor is such a good yeah. mix up. I hid That's it under great. my bed for weeks. <laughs> And then I, mean, I took it down to my mum. I was on the verge of tears. And I was like, mum, it's from a prison. Like, I had, like, images of my face up around this guy's prison. Yeah, I love um, the Bart Simpson yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. That's so good that I have to explain it to any listeners. I'm sorry, that's beautiful. Because Broadmoor is basically a prison, but it's like a psychiatric prison. It, yeah, it's quite high security. It's high security, yes. Yeah. Uh, notorious in the yes. UK. And Broadstairs is a seaside town. <laughs> And it's lovely. It's really nice. I mean, I'm sure there's some fucking nutters live there. You know, oh, we don't that know. is so good. Yeah. That's so but good. That, when I say that, I've been, stairs. <laughs> an overactive imagination as a kid, that kind of shows you when yeah. someone bit my sandwich, my brain went to the most extreme yeah, cases. Sure. You know? but I love, but also, it's top shop. I, do, I genuinely, I totally get why. Because like when something feels off, we're like, that's where the, your brain starts, you know, your troubleshoot, like yeah. we're pattern finders. So mm. it's like when something happens, it's even a bit off. That is where our brains go. Sure. Like, yeah. I eventually did send a, a signed picture back after my mum told me it was safe. <laughs> it wasn't in fact a prison. <laughs> a year later, probably. I put it up and sent it back. Oh, that's so funny. I know. I'm it's so appropriate that we can hear like sirens in the background too. He's See? here. So- <laughs> Sandwich eater. London, London provides. Me. Ask and London well, shall provide. Yeah, we always ask, what would you say <clears throat> to the perpetrator now? What would you say to this sandwich wanker? I'd say there was a Pret downstairs. Yes. Literally oh. goes to Pret. Yes. yes. Do you know what I mean? You're on about 50, 60 grand a year. Yes. Don't need to eat my sandwich. Yes. I do a lovely cheese and ham. <laughs> yeah. I do like the, the Pret cheese and ham. Is Absolutely. Second to none. But also... HR should have bought you a prep as well to <laughs> yeah. make up for it. They probably should have. So just Double trouble. Any HR people listening, 
please fix that in your policies. Yeah. It's so funny. Obviously, we can hear those sirens in the background. That to me is like a lullaby because I... I grew up to that every night when I lived in East London. It used to send me to sleep. And now I live in Epping, which is very countryfied. Okay. Oh, it's very leafy, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm in Midsummer Murders. <laughs> it just feels is like... Is that just because you think everyone's going to murder Probably. you? Probably. Maybe I have something that I need to talk to my therapist about. But yeah, that was a nice yeah. walk down memory lane, those sirens. So I don't this mind them. This is a fascinating thing, though, because a lot of people that grew up in an urban environment find yeah. rural stuff terrifying. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Country Whereas, lanes. What the hell? I grew up in the country and like spent my time in the woods so I remember like when Blair Witch Project came out I'm like guys calm the fuck down yeah. like cause to me I was just like that's just a Saturday <laughs> I still can't walk in the woods by myself oh my goodness yeah. which I mean it should freak people out but it I does. just love that the rustling of the trees your, yeah. yeah that is like raindrop <laughs> yeah. meditation Concrete. love it Concrete, brick walls. Hopefully there'll be a fight outside later. It'll be great. Oh, oh it'll feel like I'm just back at home. She'll nod right it. off. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Wow. Oh, on that bombshell. Great stuff. Are we ready to do some true crime? Oh, yeah. yes. Crack okay. the knuckles. Oh, no. My mind is going to go somewhere I know. <laughs> I know it will. No, it's good. It's good. Whatever whatever comes up. Um, You're probably so going to crack this, actually. Yeah. 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 We, we need, hired you. We need wow. leaps of imagination. I haven't done very well with a sandwich person, though, have I? <laughs> well. Well, we've... Uh, We've sent a memo to HR, so... <laughs> yeah, Thank our HR department is a matter. Thanks for your help. Really? <laughs> I need free sandwiches. The case that we're going to be discussing... Discussing. It's a good start. <laughs> discussing involves scandals, sensationalism in the news, censorship, and I've done a little pun here. Like all the best tennis, it ends up in court. Nice. <laughs> nice. Wimbledon's about to start. Yes. Not when this goes out, yeah. but just so you know, it's... It's, it's topical now. <laughs> so I'm going to start us at the point where a newspaper article is calling for something to be banned. I have two questions for you. Yeah. Question one, what is this newspaper article saying should be banned? Okay. And question two, what year is this? Ooh, fun. Ooh. Oh, so it could be any time because Wimbledon... Did you say it was... Oh, it's not really to do with tennis. Oh, it's not I to was... do Oh, that was the pun. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not very good at puns. Um, <laughs> oh, what year? Okay. Just just jump in with anything, well, I guys. Guess, I mean, you can literally... You, they're still banning things right now, aren't they? Like, they'll yeah, ban. sure. Uh, e-cigarettes disposable <clears throat> e-cigarettes that's the, the newest thing they want to ban yeah. yes. which is probably a good thing I don't know I'm thinking the 1980s and I think they want to ban something to do with something women can do ooh okay yeah that's what I feel and you said censorship mm-hmm. so I feel like they uh-huh. want to ban women being able to pose naked somewhere Lovely. When you said 80s, I thought you were going to go rock music, but love it. No, I've gone titties. (laughs) I was thinking of mini skirts for some reason. Yeah. And it's 1959. Lovely. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to go for. (laughs) Go on, Lisa. Should we go for the 90s? 90s? Why not? They were trying to ban the Spice Girls. If they were, <laughs> I would have had probably. the right ump. They might have, though. <laughs> there would have been people that would have. The Spice Girls moulded me. I think I'm a bit jerry. I'm a bit scary. <laughs> I'm definitely not sporty, but I can work on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, because they, they were very much girl power, weren't they? Yeah. And I suppose they might have 
done something that they wanted to ban potentially yeah yeah yes making making too much money um well none of you have got it i'm afraid um the the article is saying that a book should be banned a specific Uh book which we'll be talking about okay okay and the year was it the spice girl annual yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) the year is 1928 Oh, a book in 1928. Yeah, they want to ban a specific book in 1928. Victorian Spice. I wonder what she was like. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All right, Minx. She sounds like. (laughs) Showed her ankles a couple of times at the MTV Awards. I'll tell you what I want vitamin C. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, a book, 1928. Yeah. So I'm just, not great on my literature from the twenties, but let's go. I don't. Oh, are you are we, are you asking what book it was, or are we? No, you no. don't have to guess the book. Oh, good. I'll be telling you about that. But I'm just going to give you a little bit of info about the 1920s. A <laughs> uh, lot of censorship in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. The Obscene Publications Act of 1857 is still in effect. So courts have the power to declare publications obscene. They get destroyed. A Lord Chamberlain's office could censor plays, and films could be banned by the British Board of Films. Fun fact, it was only things that were written that, that got censored and stuff. Uh-huh. So silent comedy, anything in musicals, like Charlie Chaplin, none of that is censored. Oh. So we've got we've got Charlie Chaplin in the background honing his physical comedy. Oh, I wish there was more the, silent the... porn. <laughs> I would just find that so much more... Pl- I suppose I could mute it. Okay, yeah, okay. that gave me an idea. <laughs> but it's just scripts that are... Um, I don't watch porn. Uh, so co- comedy is kind of off the radar. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Loophole. Loophole. Did you say 1857? Is the Obscene Publications wow. Act. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what inspired that. Like something <laughs> must have happened in 1856. Mm. I think it was all the scandals happened at the end of the Victorian era. Okay. With, uh, But we... That is for another case. But the beginning... You mean the beginning of the Victorian era? Yeah. 1850s. Yeah, because she went right into 1900. Oh, yeah. Why do I even know that? And it's literally just this podcast. I've learned (laughs) nothing in school and everything on this podcast. Thank you, drunk women. (laughs) I'm not going to ask you to name the book. I'm going to ask you to guess the subject matter of it. Ooh. Titties. Okay. (laughs) Lovely. Stick it with titties. Mm. Mini skirts. Mini skirts. No, spice skirts. I'm going to go. Relationships. Ooh. Oh, okay. Spicy yes. relationship. That is a great answer. You get the point. Mm. It is close. It's not quite right. It's the closest. This book is about lesbianism. Oh, okay. that's kind of where I was actually going through yeah. it. But yeah, 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 yeah. I hate people sure. that do that. Do you know when they get the answer right? I was just that person. That's, what I said. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was going to say, but I didn't say it. Like, I hate. Like, I hate Guess that I did that. Guess who just did that with 1901? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're soulmates. <laughs> So um, the main stuff that gets banned is sex stuff and mm, politics. Right. But everything's political, goddammit. Uh, so some other stuff that got banned, uh, James Joyce's Ulysses got banned. Oh. Uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover by D.H. Lawrence got banned. Yes. Have you ever read that? Um, I haven't read it. Um, I've certainly wanked to it. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different things. I just loved gardening. It's like, oh. I've got to stop laughing so loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have you read it, though? Yes. And I was surprised how racy it is for the mm. time, you know, because I went in with very low expectations. Yeah. Silent porn. <laughs> with all the porn that you've... <laughs> <laughs> Me and my porn. So they banned films. There was this um, crime film called Cocaine that was came out in 1922. That got banned. Love That's that. pretty on the nose. <laughs> What's, okay. what's that about? Um, there was a, there was a Bolshevist movie that got they were, they were terrified of Russia. So different to how we live today. Mm. 
This is literally day one of the culture wars. At this time in the UK, homosexuality for men is illegal. Question, is it illegal for women? Oh, that's a good question. I've never considered that it didn't Mm. cover... Oh. I would assume it was. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen a film, and I can't remember the film, but they were secret about their relationship. Yeah. And I can't remember if it's, they were secret because obviously they didn't want people to know at the time, or if it was illegal. Mm. Like, or maybe it wasn't, and that's why the ban came in. So mm. you're going with it... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to read your reaction. <laughs> I love that. Give an answer that says both yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, ma- I massively sit on the fence on these All things. Right, on the fence. Do you yeah. guys think it was legal for women or illegal for women? I mean, it's crazy that I don't know because I think for men it was it was illegal until like, what was it? The, the 70s or 80s or something. It's crazy. 60s, 60s. but then the age changed. I'm sorry, like, I'm talking about the Isle of Wight here again. It's <laughs> legal until 2022. I mean, it would be Wyatt. the weirdest inequality we've covered on this podcast Mm. if it's not but the fact you're asking I think maybe it wasn't okay I can now reveal it was not illegal at this time but now we have some fun interesting information okay so is it just because men found it titillating they're like well we can't ban that it's mainly for suppression so basically in 1921 there had been a parliamentary debate about whether to criminalise it and introduce a new criminal offence that they were going to call gross indecency mm-hmm. between women and there's this one Tory MP and he does this massive speech he's like look we have three options do you guys want to guess what he suggested the three <laughs> options were for how they deal with this issue oh my god I love that as well that there are only three options for this this issue that I have no fucking right to say anything about yes because uh, yeah. I'm assuming he's a man he, oh yes yeah. <laughs> okay yeah we, I guess he says we either criminalise it completely oh, I don't know do a don't ask don't tell like okay, army yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. or we just let women live their best lives and have some good sex <laughs> love your answer anyone got anything to add anything we send them all to an island I'm picturing him saying something, yeah, ridiculous like that. Okay, cool. Did they threaten them? Did they say, like, if you do this, this will happen sort of thing? Lovely. Okay, do you know what? You've all actually, in a way, you're all right. Um, (laughs) God, I wish school had been like that. You know what, guys? You all pass. Hannah is just a little bit closer. Because I said so many things. (laughs) And then, well, okay, look, I'll tell you. So he said the, the three options of what to do. Option number one, death sentence. Oh my Whoa! god. Option number two, lunatic asylum. Oh shit, oh. It, was, it was options for fucking punishments. Of oh, course sorry, it was. I didn't make that no, sense. but that's really interesting that yeah. I didn't think it would be that. I thought there was a chance. That's that where my to... mind went and I thought, would they parade oh, them around the street? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Like I thought, would they parade them around the street and shave their heads? Like I thought I, I think I've seen that movie as well somewhere. That's... Tell you what, when you lead with death penalty, yeah, there's nothing. Oh, you've right, got some issues. You haven't heard yeah. option number so three. to go from there. Option three is leave them entirely alone and pretend not to notice them. Oh, I love that. Was that actually option three? Yes. Oh, And he suggested, there's a drastic difference between option number three and the first two. And he suggested that they should do option three because Hmm. basically if you legislate against something, it involves a debate and they didn't want to give it the oxygen of publicity and have everyone go, that sounds awesome. (laughs) Like, which is basically like admitting they know that there is a way of closing the orgasm gap. Um, <laughs> they just, you know, we've we've legislated against love enough. We just won't tell anyone. Turn a blind so, eye. Yeah. Except for men. <laughs> yes, yes. Because that's just wrong. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, so now we have a book that breaks the conspiracy of silence. Mm. Um, now, this book is called The Well of Loneliness, and it's by Radcliffe Hall. And it's about this female protagonist uh, called Stephen Gordon, and she's 
always been attracted to women um, and she Why falls in love. This? Yeah, it's way famous. Yeah, it's way famous. Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Snickers. <laughs> but she falls in love with this woman called Mary Llewellyn and they they meet serving as ambulance drivers during the First World War. Ooh, um, that's hot. It is. They can drive. And um, she never, oh, she gangrene. doesn't say the word <laughs> gay or queer. In the 1920s, they used this term female sexual inversion. I don't know either. Uh, that's I, the new series, <laughs> Channel 4. So now the early reviews of the book were actually very positive. Uh, the Daily Herald called it profound and moving. Critic for Country Life wrote, there's absolutely nothing in it to offend anyone except those I will call human ostriches. So we've got some I heard ostriches, like, as in like, oh, did you say ostriches? Yeah. I did. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was a book. But like an ostrich. Oh, the, implica- the, yeah, the implication How? is that you'd you'd have to be like a real caveman to have a problem with this book. I love that that's coming from Country Life, the progressive magazine. We've got to write this in a way our audience will understand. Let's make sure we've got an animal in there. Yeah. And it's, it's on brand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everything's going great for one month. Question, what happened? Everything's going great for one month. <laughs> what happened? What started to derail uh, the book being received well? Did the person who makes decisions in Parliament, mm. did his wife decide that she didn't want to be with him anymore? Oh, because she'd yeah. read that book and realised she was a lesbian. That's no. a great answer. And he decided to get very angry about it and try and shut the book down. That is fantastic. That's a good answer. Motive. Mm. That is great. This time it's personal. But it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to let everybody answer. <laughs> Again, it feels like that thing because there's always with any sort of <laughs> for, the, um, for the listeners who can't see this we have a champagne bottle here is it a champagne bottle well it's carver but sure who's counting <laughs> we're praying to the skies at the moment with the champagne bottle oh <laughs> hoping an answer think. comes down is it helping oh to yes 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 Very much. Very much. um what happened? What happened? Somebody, somebody important got offended by it. Like somebody notable read it and said, no, you are all turning mm. a blind eye to something filthy. Mm. So who would that have been in the 1920s? Queen Victoria's dead. Who came after her? George. Did King George read it? Okay. Wait, was it George? Okay, so we've got... Somebody tell me. Was Someone it high up and so. prudish. Well, I was just thinking that sometimes with controversy like this is that... One person gets offended, and then nobody else actually reads the book. They just jump mm-hmm. on this bandwagon of kind yeah. of like, oh, this is offences to us. It's now. like when people tweet and they just share the headline of an article, and everybody's like, "That's outrageous!" Yeah, and nobody reads. Just clickbait. Yeah. I've started doing that now. I've started just rather than sort of making any points, I say, "Oh God, I read a headline the other day." Like I never say that I've actually read the article. <laughs> I never have. I'm just like, like, "Oh, that's interesting." What happened is I don't know. I literally read the it sounds article. Imagine if I'd read it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what happened there? <laughs> Remember when Twitter started doing a thing that it's like and I thought it was actually quite good when you retweet something it says it looks like you haven't actually read this article clicked the link are you sure you oh, want wow. to share that's it? probably the first thing Elon took yeah. away yeah. Pre- Elon. yeah 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 no and, safeguarding. Was, and sometimes I was like huh that's really interesting you caught me but, but I, also stop watching me yeah leave me alone <laughs> creepy <laughs> I, can't oh, I bet all the trolls love that yeah just you like, know what I mean <laughs> yeah they probably don't okay. care do they they just click it anyway okay so actually again everyone is kind of right now Yay! to be fair we don't know about the motive. Yeah. And I bet something like that must have happened to this guy. This guy is a fucking nut job mm. bastard guy. So there's this journalist called James Douglas, mm-hmm. and he describes himself as a dedicated moralist. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh. And an excellent. 
Yes. Well, he uses the phrase exponent of muscular Christianity. Muscular, muscular Christianity. Christianity? I know, it's so ick. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, I thought we were turned on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That, that does sound like a porn show. It does. it does. Tune into Channel 42, Muscular <laughs> Actually, that is somebody's. That is somebody's good time. Now he lives for moral outrage. It might be mine. <laughs> I'm picturing this muscular big guy, but yeah, you're going to put me off. Go and tell me what Hey you Jesus, know. how many sets are you doing? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Do you want to sub in? Drunk women solving crime. There were two Americans on vacation in Paris. Wow, Sarah. Look at these cute little bugs in the bed. They're adorable. Oh my goodness, Melissa. And they're homeless. Well, I mean, I think they live in the bed. That's no place to live. They deserve more. This Halloween, come witness the creepy, crawly fright that takes over the world when two well-meaning women adopt bedbugs from Paris. How many of these can we fit in our suitcase, Sarah? Hmm, does it say on the customs form? No, we can't tell anybody we're adopting them. Well then, I don't know, I guess a few thousand? Excellent. In a world where bedbug adoption equals exponential growth of bedbugs. I'm so glad we have a stopover in London before we get back to New York. We can let some of them free there. I'm sure other people will snap them right up. Aw, you just wait, little guys. You're going to have such a good life. Bedbugs in cinemas October 25th, starring Natalia O'Connor as Sarah and Angela Jenkins as Melissa. Bedbugs, don't let them bite. <laughs> if you'd like a creative shout out and some other benefits like ad-free listening and extra content, all sorts of goodies, head over to patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. He's basically like a sort of a 1920s cross between Richard Littlejohn and Piers Morgan. He's like a fucking stirrer. And um, I saw a guy the other day on the tube reading the Richard Littlejohn book, one of Richard Littlejohn's book, and I'm almost 99% sure it was Richard Littlejohn. (laughs) He's got the gift of looking like all of his fans. I'm going to sound very stupid, but I don't know who that is. And when you mentioned it, I thought you meant Little John from Robin Hood. (laughs) You know, know, Robin Hood and Little John riding through the fire. That would have been much better. Oh, nothing nothing is stupid. Educate me, educate. Or maybe your listeners already know. No, no, it's always good to ask questions. So he is a journalist in the vein of Piers Morgan or Jeremy Clarkson. And his, his catchphrase, you can't make it up. Or is that someone else? I think that's Richard oh, Littlejohn, isn't it? You couldn't make it up. He's always cross about something. It's in the Daily Mail, mostly. He's yeah. been around now, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't read the Daily Mail. No, good, that's a really good. good point. Nor yeah. should you. Yeah. He wrote other articles, obviously, like slagging women's rights and voting rights off. He called it the flapper vote. He was very gotcha. rude about everybody. He wants everyone... So he, muscular. He's so muscular. <laughs> and he wants everybody back in their boxes. So oh he is... God. He's basically a cunt. He's, a, he's very gender normative. And um, he is starting culture wars. He goes nuts about this book. He can't believe it. And his article makes the front page of the Sunday Express in August 1928. He uses very sensational language. Uh, he calls the book moral poison and it, it has to be withdrawn and everyone's made a huge mistake. Now, every at this time in history, everyone is really terrified of poison. <laughs> it's like a massive thing. <laughs> people get keep getting killed so to, for him to use the word poison makes everyone really scared of this book yeah. <laughs> so wow. funny. I know. people are stupid aren't like they? yeah it's mad so first i'll stop eating this book now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there were all these laws being debated about poisons at the time like do we need more laws about poisons they were it was oh, a right. big deal so like basically he's hijacking that to his own ends Funny. He's using really emotive language gotcha. to ruin everyone's day. It was the clickbait um, of its day. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. And he gets the Lord's attention. Uh, the Lord? The, the, the House of Lords. Like, the Lord. Basically, the everyone Lords. is now suddenly all eyes on this book. Sorry, I was stuck on Jesus, like, lifting. And then I was like, <laughs> the Lord is spotting him. <laughs> you can do a yeah. whole thing. The Holy Ghost is in the show. <laughs> Sorry. And now they're all together. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Radcliffe Hall had never intended for any of this drama. She really was very, very earnest and very serious, not trying to, she wanted to be sympathetic and not scandalous. She'd written to her publisher in April 1928 and said, I have put my pen to some of the most persecuted and misunderstood people in the world. As far Mm. as I know, nothing of the kind has ever been attempted before. Mm. Um, And her publisher, Jonathan Cape, were very serious about it too. So I was going to ask you guys if you can guess any of the ways that this book had tried to portray itself so that it would be taken seriously and just any kind of marketing or what might what might they have done to have tried to make it look serious and not like a quick laugh in a was it the cover was it like lesbians in suits (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah ties Mm. yeah it that is one of the things on this list the, oh, wow. the cover art. Yeah, very plain uh, black dust jacket. 
Okay. Well, the world was black and white back then. So <laughs> was she a famous author back then? Or did they change her name to look more masculine? So she was a new-ish author. She'd mm. done... I don't know if she'd done one other book or she'd certainly done other writing, but this was like a big breakthrough for her to have this book. Did they uh, have camera... Like, did they put a picture of her on the back? Or was that not a thing back then? I don't know. Because they might have made her look very serious. Yeah, yeah. They did have photography, yeah, yes. but I don't <laughs> know if they would have serious done. pipe. <laughs> I wish I had a pipe now. I feel like I could have got more into, you know, solving the crime with a pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the noise you make, right? I don't... But you're you're absolutely along the right track. Did they refuse for it to be in Richard and Judy's book club? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give it to you because yeah, basically, it's, it's all of no these. No Oprah. It's all of these things. Like it was 15 shillings, which was twice the cost of the average novel. Oh, oh so they made a pricey. They made a pricey. It's oh. not organic. Yeah, it's not for sensation seekers. Uh, they did a very small print run to start, just 1,500 copies. Okay. Plain jacket. Uh, they sent it only to very serious newspapers to review it. Um, awesome country. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Very serious. They get they get this scientific guy to do the forward. So it's like endorsed by scientists. Okay. Um and but this guy's title was like sexologist, but he was the leading person in his field. Because yeah. people were doing like scientific studies right. on all of this kind of stuff and you know, like documenting people and going about and finding out what's happening. So anyway, it's not gonna be a sensational uh story. Um, so it'd be like it would be hatchards you wouldn't manage to find it in a supermarket kind sure. of thing if it was today and no sexually explicit material featured the raciest lines in the book were she kissed her full on the lips as a lover and that night they were not divided Ooh. That is I think s- that's so lovely that's nice, actually. Yeah, turns me on. <laughs> did you guys? Uh, <laughs> did you guys not divide last night? <laughs> totally, good man. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> it's like Fifty Shades of hinting and poignancy. Um, <laughs> oh my God, would read. <laughs> oh yes, please. Something subtle. <laughs> Do you want to? Well, I don't, yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> he tied me up with his wry wit. <laughs> <laughs> So, enter the lawyers. The Home Secretary's involved. Jonathan Cape, um, Jonathan Cape, the publisher. Jonathan Cape. They seek a legal option and the Home Secretary demands that they withdraw the book. Question, do Jonathan Cape withdraw the book? No. They sound like badasses. They've backed her till now. They're not going to back down now. Although legal. I feel like for some reason I've heard of Jonathan Cape. I feel like it might be a really big publisher. Yeah. It might not be. But I feel somewhere that I've heard that name. And I feel like if I've heard it today, and I've heard it, that they might actually be really big. Right. Um, And this might be their kind of... They might be doing damage control. Well, no, but what I mean is I think that they maybe they they did right by her. And actually... And they were rewarded. They were were rewarded with me knowing about them. Watch it as they were shut down in 1929. I've never heard of them. And I just dated a guy called Richard Cape at some point. You're just thinking of cake. You're just stuck on cake. I know cake. Yeah. I've heard of cake. I've had cake. I had cake like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) We were here. Where was the cake? Katie offered it round. Oh, was that cake? (laughs) I've got half a mini bit if you I, want it. Like, no, no, I ate it and just melting. didn't think about what it was. I was like, mm, sugar. It's cake. Okay, yeah, great. I had some. And yeah, it's right. a Swiss roll covered in chocolate. Okay. Is that cake? It's Jonathan cake. Is it cake? <laughs> Even better with custard, but it's a hot day, but they are Ooh. delicious. We'll be trying. Yeah. I'll put custard on anything. I love custard. I can eat custard right out of the... Oh, yeah. Custard's mm. good. 
Anyway, that's a whole other. That's okay. my illicit book. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we've turned this into custard. <laughs> it's kind of like a big, big controversial case and like, what are, what's everyone's opinion on custard? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Back like to it. Case. Back to the case. Um, I think that they sound very intelligent, mm. this company. Yeah. And I feel like they know how to make moves. And I feel like if they were to withdraw it, they'll have mm. another thing up their sleeve. But if I was on their team, I, I think it's great press. You know, the, what yeah. people want, what they can't have, right? Yeah. So if the idea of that it was going to get taken back, I would then hike the prices up. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to say they didn't withdraw it. Do you know what? Did they put even but more the press sexy did stuff really, in? Really well with it. Yeah, because I think that's a really good point. That actually, like, Ooh. no publicity is bad publicity. Mm. And they like, double divided, non-divided. <laughs> you know what? I am. I'm giving it to Lisa. Ah. They appeared to give in to the demands, but they had a secret sneaky plan. Yeah. Oh. I like these. <laughs> Yeah, so they wrote this letter to the press, like saying, oh, sorry, yeah, whoops, sorry about that. You know, we, we, we want to comply with the Home Office, so we're <laughs> oh. withdrawing the book from publication. They sound like every agent that I know. Like, they, <laughs> it, it literally just sounds like this could happen today. <laughs> no, so much, so little actually changes. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's um, nice hearing that there were, there's always been people that fight for the arts. Yeah. Like, just to put it simply. Yeah, yeah. They're in the right It's that, the right it's that side. they're progressive. It's like, oh yeah, that's who I could have been friends with if I lived in the nineteen twenties. Always knock on the publisher's not all door those if guys. you time travel. <laughs> do you guys want to guess what their cunning plan is? Oh, let me think. Oh. What would I do? Could they publish it overseas? Like, have they got links in Europe? Because I feel like the rest of Europe far less fussy and uptight. France. Fantastic answer. Would you guys like Slutty, to... slutty French, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like Taylor's maybe got the right answer of Kate. It's like, yeah. does anyone else want to attempt it? Because, um... You can try. Oh yeah. my God. I'm so shit at being subtle. I was like, I was in a, a pub um, the other day. So I'm so cool. But I am... Um, <laughs> But wait, so the, the, the people that I was with were like talking about somebody on the other side of the bar and I was like, oh, who? And I like went to like look and then they were like, oh, that was really subtle, Katie. And what I'd done without realising, it was like turned my head like so elaborately to look around and they were pissing themselves laughing at me. And then I tried to pretend that it was because of the pandemic. <laughs> I haven't like worked out how to be subtle. It wasn't the pandemic. I've never been very Don't good Don't look at now. What? <laughs> Don't That's look at what? Yeah. That's not how I live. It's, it's oh, I'm still getting over the pandemic. You need to get your mirror out. Yes. Yeah, you do a little. Oh, that is look. better. Yeah. I'm getting so many top tips. Custard yeah. on a Swiss roll and a mirror when I want to look at people yeah. in a pub. I mean, it sounds a bit creepy together, but you know, <laughs> individually it can work. Yeah. I like that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> your book will be called Custard and Mirrors. How good what is that? What does that sound? Like an episode of Black Mirror and I love it. <laughs> like, I feel like that can... Yeah, I'm going to take it. Thanks. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Taylor is exactly right. Yeah, well done. Um, and it's even France. I know they, my sluts. They only... <laughs> They only have to stop printing in the UK. Um, it's still fine for France and the USA. Uh, so they just start shipping back the Paris the US edition. The US is okay with it. Yes. Which just goes to show things have ebb and flow. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean, it's probably not everywhere in the US. 
but it is there. Um, So they start shipping back the Paris edition of the Well of Loneliness to the UK. Fun fact for you, Mm. there is a huge big gay subculture scene in Paris because male homosexuality was not illegal there at this time. Um, So there's all these cafes, there's a whole thing. And now we have my favourite thing about this case happening, because this is not a happy case, (laughs) but basically you've got boxes of books being seized at Dover in the manner that you would for cocaine because it's a banned book so there's this one consignment of 250 copies of the of the book gets stopped at dover Mm. and like basically all of the the people working there are like snitches because they're like you know they yeah and then so the customers exiles guys are like really dubbing people in uh to the home office this one big consignment that made all the papers Evelyn War satirised in his book Vile Bodies mm. that they were doing that. But it's this that finally leads to the court case. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is that, please? What, the book Vile Bodies? Yeah. It's just a book by Evelyn War. Uh-huh. We need to read some books. <laughs> he wrote, he wrote, I read Judy Bloom. <laughs> he wrote um, Scoop and Brideshead Revisited. Oh, and he, sorry. He satirised... Okay. All of the stuff. Okay. This, so, yeah, I've so, read every Stephen King book. I've read every Harry Potter book. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> if we're putting it out there. <laughs> so we've got this court case. We've got the Home Secretary, William Johnson Hicks, wants to restore morality. He is livid that Jonathan Cape are dicking them around. But this court case is such a fix. Like, they're not letting anyone in. But then you've got, like, they're, they're really, like... And is it the court case for the books coming back? Um, Is it the fight to make it legal again in the UK? Great questions, guys. (laughs) Um, I think it is because they didn't actually have to do anything because they just said this is immoral and they went, oh yeah, we'll stop publishing it, but then secretly didn't. So now this is like, well, now we have to officially ban it. We just asked you nicely to shut it down, but now we're going to do some legal work so that you have to. They just really hobbled the defence, basically, and she wasn't allowed to do stuff. But then the literary Illuminati at the time wanted to help back her and defend her so I was gonna ask you if you wanted to name any of those basically name authors who were around in the 1920s that could have been in the literary Illuminati well no they're just basically other yeah like the big hitters that were Fitzgerald I guess do you know what those are Americans aren't they that's all I know (laughs) (laughs) they are not on my list I don't I don't I'm so bad with time frames up with the Brontes around no. That was way before, wasn't <laughs> it? Really. Oh, God, before That's 1920. Right. That's cool. Uh, People were still brother. reading them. Exactly. Uh, Dickens, then. No, okay. A bit like <laughs> Dickens. I, if, I will, oh, I mean, they've got me around in person. Like, thanks for giving us so much credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could answer that. Thank God you're going to skip me. It's, remi- <laughs> it's reminding me of an episode of Pointless, and, like, I'm going to get 100 and get kicked off. But I, no, have, but I have zero, zero also, answers. Genuinely, I'm going to say, you're all going to be like, oh, yeah, like... So it's H.G. Wells, George Bernard Shaw, T.S. Eliot, E.M. Forster, and Virginia Woolf. Yeah. I just would never think. Oh, I love that they stuck up for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this real roll call. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's another show to be made. That sounds like a good BBC drama. The Literary Illuminati. The Literary Illuminati. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not that because I can't say it. (laughs) I'd call it books. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. Books. To the point. Yes. So it works. Another People love single titles. <laughs> <laughs> Words. <laughs> um, 
Real quick fun fact. Virginia Woolf had just released her book, Orlando, which, um, if you don't know, is about, at this time, the revolutionary ideas of gender fluidity and sexuality. Mm-hmm. But set at Orlando uh, Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whale in it. Uh, but the rides are all an analogy for the... <laughs> yeah, but hers is not in trouble because she is posh and very high. And, oh, okay. um the, although they were trying to be very serious with Radcliffe Hall's book, she's still middle ground. Ugh. And of course, we're not only dealing with sexism and homophobia, it's Britain, we're dealing with the class system yeah. as well. Um, yeah, and I assumed all this time she was pretty pretty posh to even get as far as she did. But no, she, she, was, she wasn't like... up there, but she's not like considered literary. Well, and Virginia Woolf had a reputation by that time. This person does not have yes. any... Yes. legs just stand on exactly she's yeah. not she doesn't have as high a standing yeah. and that, that also the establishment are trying to protect the lower orders from sexual knowledge like it's fine if like aristocrats are fucking each other but not ambulance drivers in 1928 the magistrate delivers his verdict question is the book found to be obscene and needs to be destroyed or not yes it is because you said it was a sad case. Okay, <laughs> that's exactly okay. what I was saying. I was like, I think you revealed that a little earlier. I've not been very subtle today. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a hopeful optimist. Okay. So I'm hoping that her agents or whoever these publish, yeah. publishing people would uh, um, have a, a sneaky plan, another sneaky plan. I love your optimism and I'm so sorry no I cannot plans. reward it on oh. this occasion. Um, yeah, they had to uh, pay court costs. They had to destroy the book and and it was a huge blow for Radcliffe Hall and her career so she had really wanted to make a change she's obviously gay too and she was trying to you know raise awareness and empathy for, so it was a it was a big blow for her and her career but she got thousands and thousands and thousands of letters of support from readers that loved the book and said that it really meant so much to them mm. um, from all over like from Broadstairs yeah, oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh boy. From <laughs> was Broadmoor around at that no. time? <laughs> Dear God. And and also, obviously, all of this attention brought way more attention than it would have done if they hadn't bothered prosecuting in the first yeah. place. So the case is notorious for that. Oh, publicity is good publicity. Um, I have yeah. a question for you. How long before the UK would let The Well of Loneliness be published legally again? Oh, wow. So you can either tell me how many years you think it was banned for or what year that you think they reinstated it. I'm going to think it was a very long time. Uh-huh. I reckon they moved on with it very quickly. On to the next thing. I'm going to say 70 years later. Okay, lovely. Mm. Well, let me, be, let me say 72 and a half years. Okay. <laughs> Just to make my odds a bit. What if we were so. spot on with it? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh my goodness, I'm reincarnated. I was her. <laughs> I'd probably start thinking that. <laughs> It's me, it's my cliff. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 1960s. 1960s, yeah. excellent. I, I don't know, I reckon like just 10 years later, there was a change of the guard and, Ooh, you know, yeah. of the, the people that were prosecuted. And they thought, well, let's do it again. Because actually, I think all publicity is good publicity. But if you've gone viral, you need to do so. You need to hit something else in the next yeah, week. Yeah. What's you need your to go, second go, tweet going to be? Yeah. yeah, what's that difficult second TikTok? Like, you know, you've got to do it. So I feel like they might have bought that appeal it quite quickly and it just takes some different person yeah. sort of different yeah. man at the, uh, at the it helm. would be lovely if it was as quick as like any production company being like oh we'll bring that back yeah 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 exactly, exactly. Um, just so, thinking so much other shit went down we're talking about the war yeah Ooh. and I don't know what publishing was like during the war I'm guessing it was yeah. a little sparse I would and imagine then, so you know, yeah they probably only published 
And then everybody pretended that nobody had sex during the 50s. <laughs> wow, Taylor, you were the closest with 60s. It was 1959. Uh, oh. that the band got lifted but she died in 1943 so she didn't oh, live to see awful. it that's really sad but I would like to point out that I did say 1959 earlier for the miniskirt I'm just saying okay. so it's like I knew what was okay. coming that's not how answers and questions Sorry. work <laughs> Taylor you can't just I be was, like I said it but for something else I was cyclically I think she'd be the most intelligent person in the world if that was, <laughs> if that was the case I actually said that word last year so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that checks out I actually said Virginia Woolf a while ago. Um, I know it sounded like I said Charles Dickens, 1920s. Oh, what's wrong with me? Um, so today, the well of lonely... Ooh, really? Is that- <laughs> this is the noisiest what's, my street has ever been. What's so, Yeah, what's funny is it's like a farce. It's like, no, like that's a cab that just has squeaky wheels. <laughs> Every comedic noise that can so That's what London cabs sound like now if you're recording a podcast. Where to, gals? And then an old lady, an old cockney lady, I like. <laughs> I've just been a, a squeaky test. <laughs> Should we talk about custard again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you like it thick or thin? Oh, I'm a medium girl, not too thin, not too thick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. If I had to choose, it would be thick, okay. but I would oh, prefer no, it medium. Gets stuck in the throat. But uh, rather than thin, though. Oh, no. Yeah, those thin. were the only options. I mean, I don't thin. like it, but thin is the worst. It goes medium, <laughs> thick, thin. <laughs> We're still talking about custard, right? <laughs> yeah. <Ew. laughs> maybe a sex date. Some, <laughs> maybe my sex date. We're still talking about custard. It's the name of my sex date. Oh my God, that's, I'd watch that. I mean, not that I want to watch your oh sex tape, but what I mean is just... Oh yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> yes. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Or just have some custard. <laughs> I don't like custard. Oh, that's right. Or jam. No. Oh. Wow. Are you a rice pudding gal? No, don't like it. Oh, God. Don't trust the consistency. Yeah. yeah. I like a risotto. Huh. Interesting. So you like savory creamy stuff. Yeah. What would a savory custard uh-huh. be? Like a kind of a thing you put on um eggs benedict. Yes. Ah, hollandaise. Yeah. Hollandaise. A hollandaise okay. is a savory custard. There you go. You guys. All right. As much as I am <laughs> Oh, genuinely. Katie, is this not where you wanted this to go? I just <laughs> I wouldn't be doing my job if I just <laughs> let us continue discussing which sources. You tried, you tried you to say something pointed like she didn't live to see the time. I was right. <laughs> I said that year. <laughs> do you know what? I don't like jam, but I would eat a cranberry sauce on a turkey. So just to round oh, out that section. Okay. Thank All you. right. I will just quickly tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Well of Loneliness is widely considered a key lesbian text, but it also gets a lot of criticism. Uh, surprise, today it's considered problematic uh, because the main character has lots of shame and self-hatred that, you know, doesn't I mean, need to be I mean, the title's there. a bit bleak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, there is a quote about it. I wouldn't watch that um, sex tape. No. I love loneliness. The, there is a quote. Uh, the reputation of the book is that it's the most depressing lesbian novel ever written. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it is a bit bleak. But let's raise a glass to Radcliffe Hall. We have a listener crime and they say I live down a little muse in South London that is lined with lots of garages in a dodgy area. We've been used to drug dealing. Are there dodgy muse? 
Yeah, a muse sounds lovely. Can I just lovely. throw that out? It does sound lovely, mm. but it is not lovely okay. on this occasion. All right. <laughs> Drug dealing, odd behaviour along the road, but that's part of London life. However, the dodgy behaviour has taken a turn. I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> Dodgy indeed. <laughs> For extra emphasis. <laughs> I really said this quite fizzy. Anyway, one evening I was outside with our dog, teaching her to pee outside. So imagine my shock when I told her to go to the toilet and I heard a strong stream of pissing. It wasn't her, but a random man peeing in the walkway <laughs> to our flat, arm's length from me, stunned. A lone woman in the dark. I just walked back inside. But when it happened multiple times, I threw my partner out to shout at them. The defence, at least, we aren't talking a shit like people do further down the street. Yeah, I've lived on a street where people do that before. Help solve this crime as it really is pissing me off, pun intended. You wow. need to treat him like a cat, right? Ooh, get the hose out and spray it. <laughs> yeah, because once they mark, they think that's where they've got to go again, right? Yeah. And if it stinks of piss... Drunk men. Like, that's where all the little piss, right? So you need to... Maybe a bit for Febreze? Yes. Maybe that a bit is of, a you know, brilliant answer. Spray it down a bit. Yeah, no. make, make start just playing classical music, make it really fancy, yeah. get away, get rid of anyone loitering. That is a brilliant. I love, I love that. There's a or just bottle right there on our table, and I'm like, there you go. We should all carry those around and just squirt men when they do stuff. That could work. Stop it! <laughs> it can't hurt. Yeah, you could just burst into laughter, and, and they won't know if it's pepper spray. They're gonna have to take that water very seriously. What if her command to the dog was the same for the guy, though? Like, maybe... I mean, I do feel like she's accidentally potty training. Good boy, yeah. Yeah. Good boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, positive reinforcement. So it's it's a communal alley. Yeah. So it's not her alley. But it's obviously quite near her house that she has to go to. Yeah. When I moved over here, I just really had to get used to people pissing in public in a way that I'd never seen. Yeah. Ooh. There's just a lot of a lot of public. We're more drunk than Americans, I guess, and our police are less terrifying. I can't think why it would be that different. This from a woman. Like, <laughs> listen to what I just said, and then hear this. I pissed on Fifth Avenue once <laughs> on my birthday. You hypocrite. Oh, yeah. God. Well, seriously though, because I hear myself saying these. Well, it's very uncivilized, <laughs> and then I picture myself squatting <laughs> in front of like Saks Fifth because <laughs> I just couldn't wait. You should get that printed on a t-shirt. <laughs> I pissed in front of Sex Fifth. But also what I like That's about... my book, Lisa. <laughs> You're like, and then you just couldn't live in America anymore. You had to come where it was safe to piss outdoors. Yes. <laughs> oh, she's just constantly doing it. And yeah, just men men just going It's too everywhere. much. It stinks. I remember yeah, there was a Frankie good. Boyle bit about that, that he said that he was coming, coming home from a night out in Glasgow and he walked past a guy who was pissing in a doorway and the guy just let himself in. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a joke, but it's brilliant. Um, yeah, I think that's that's hard though, isn't it? Because sometimes if I, I often find that we, yeah, you'll walk past a particular place and it will always smell of piss because it's mm. like you were saying, it's the place that is like, oh, this is They're the like, toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely, I think Lisa's answer is spot on. I think that's brilliant. Get the hose out. I'm not sure it would work though, like on a serious serious no, no, I don't get know what some you could do in that very liquid spray get there be bubbles yeah. to start with you have to pop get plants. an enzymatic cleaner yeah. put some pot plants down I yeah. mean if he pisses yeah. on your pot plants that is not a good move but no although they probably is good for them <laughs> and it might not stink so much okay and guess you your blessings if there's people shitting further down the way you're in the good neighbourhood yeah. <laughs> embrace it embrace yeah. it yeah right <laughs> 
Well, I hope that helps. I hope Faye. that helps. <laughs> that was from Faye. We have just enough time. Lisa Greenwood, what are you up to? Where can we find more about you? What's happening? Um, well, I'm just living the good life at the moment. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it a little bit, but I went through some health issues. Yes. So this is basically my time to just, well, my therapist says, to grow. Oh, <laughs> you okay. said that with such disdain. That was great. Well, I don't know how much I can grow. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm doing it right. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of enjoying life, doing a few podcasts. Yes. I've done a lot for Doctor Who in the past. Yeah. Um, and I've had a chat with a few of the doctors. Oh, um, who's your favourite? Oh, nice. So I work, I'm the, the Doctor Assistant in the audiobooks. Oh, so, brilliant. Yeah, and my Doctor is Colin Baker. Oh. So he would be my first wow. interview. And Sylvester McCoy is brilliant. Wow. Yeah. He's a, he loves a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing a bit of writing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got into some comedy writing. Brilliant. Um, my agent wanted me to do an advert the other day, but I'm just not there yet. It was to jump off a cliff in Greece. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was like for a stunt person. I mean, job. it was a lot of money. I, <laughs> I almost was like, someone pushed me off the cliff. I'll do it. <laughs> That's against doctor's orders at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> nearly done it though, girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 When the money's good, you're like, could I? Yeah. For McVitie's. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I didn't do it in the end. So yeah, it, it's funny because I've never had, I've always I worked so I've worked since I was yeah. like 21 like wow. acting here and there or and I've never not auditioned for so long wow um and it kind of feels refreshing okay yeah like I think about going back sometimes I'm like oh my god do I even want to wow go back to acting like do I want to go behind the scenes now oh, you know interesting yeah do yeah. some tiktok merch they're all doing yeah. that these days aren't they <laughs> Selling sweets on TikTok. Imagine that. <laughs> um, I say that I'll get offered an advert next week for ten grand, and you'll see me jumping off the cliff. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, trying to recover to the best I can. Brilliant. But I'm going in the right direction. Oh, so, yay. Yay. oh yay! Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, thank Lisa. You. Thank you. Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Bye.